Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, the after effects of COVID and the small business owner. Today, we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Well, for those of you who missed my conversation last month with Mike Cantrell, let me formally introduce him to you because I, I wanted to have a monthly contributor who could speak to what it takes to be a successful small business owner. Most importantly, the challenges of being a Christian business owner in a secular world. I felt Mike was uh, the perfect contributor to speak to that subject. Mike is CEO and founder of Ministry by Text, which has rebranded themselves now to Powered by Text, and has a world of information to share with us. Today, we're going to talk about, you know, life for the small business owner after COVID. What has changed and what changes, uh, you know, might just be permanent. Of course, Mike, that period of time seems like a lifetime ago. You and I were just talking about this earlier. And uh, it just, what a, just a different time. And on the aftermath of that, you know, talk about what you, uh, the, you know, as we're seeing the landscape change, COVID hits, things are shutting down. I mean, what were you thinking about at that point? Well, certainly it's unexpected we yes. all got caught on our heels there's no doubt about it but it reinforces that it has got to be a practice of our operation to put forth these readiness exercises there's no way that you can anticipate what we faced on that scale but i'm in the software business and you you've got to have a plan so that if software burps and goes down then you know, in case of emergency, break glass and follow the instructions and the procedures that you had decided you were going to put in place. But this particular adversity that we were facing with the pandemic immediately forced us all to be isolated. And that in and of itself created communication challenges. But I'll tell you, Bob, through the lens of believers... You know, what the enemy means for bad, the Lord uses for our good. And it really gave us an opportunity just to evaluate our operational efficiencies. And uh, there were certainly some positives that came from it, buddy. Yeah, you know, I think it, it comes down to, to where as small business owners feel a little lazy. And it's easy to do and keep kind of caught up in the day-to-day. And don't take a step back, which COVID forced everybody take a step back those who those who are listening and watching and really think about what do i do if this happens mm-hmm. now, okay now we're in this covid environment boy i better have my my ducks in a row mm-hmm. to make sure that uh i can survive change and, and survival was first and foremost we were all facing it but i'll tell you i think one of the most important reminders for us when facing something like this is it you, you got to lead you got to stand up and lead, and you've got to over-communicate. Uh, in this scenario, uh, this is where uh, th- the newest technology of webinar technology and the use of webcams and things of that nature just emerged, and, and you had to be good at it. You had to set some new expectations. Uh, 
You had to rally your troops. But you had to be the chief reminding officer, Bob, and you've got to lead and you've got to over-communicate. And then at the, at the same time, while you're faced with these new circumstances, you're doing an autopsy, man, and you're, you're reevaluating your procedures. And instead of just asking questions as to why is this happening, and we face this a lot in our own personal lives, mm, Bob, and that right, is, right. what are you trying to show me? Yep. And then in and of this, business efficiencies can reveal themselves. You know, I was just thinking as you're talking that it, it comes down to people. You can look at this one of two ways. Uh, you can look at it from the standpoint, how am I going to survive? And can I have that survivor mentality and, hey, everything works out if you get back on the other side? Or what is the opportunity? And I think that that's one thing people, re small business owners, really do miss. And, and, of course, there's a lot of fear, you know. But I think this is, you know, we, we talk about uh, – Christian business owners, small business owners. That's where that foundation in God's principles and God's grace and God's love can, uh, can, can, can help you see that opportunity. Well, brother, you got to lean into your prayer life. Yes, right? absolutely. Because there, you're, you are now faced at a major level with the unknown. So these spiritual disciplines that we put into practice – You've really got to lean into that. You know, Bob, I never would have imagined when all that happened, you know, that we found ourselves in the sweet spot. See, I'm in the text message business, man. Mm -hmm. And right. now it became more important than ever, not only to be able to lead and communicate with your team, but now for business owners and business operators to communicate with your clientele. Yes. And overwhelmingly, the preference has emerged that it's texting the channel of communication that they prefer, it's text. And for us, man, we were in the right place at the right time. And crazy enough, the pandemic spiked our business. And there was some huge benefit that came with that. Yeah, you know, I, I think what's interesting as you watch technology evolve, that you, you get to a point to where it gets very impersonal. And which is just part of the part of the, the the deal, you know. There's there's a lot of technology makes things impersonal, but the texting really does bridge that gap. It's a one it's a one to one communication. Yes. And interesting enough, as we've all experienced this emergence of increased, let's call them unsolicited spam calls, that we don't want, we still read all of our text messages, and what we empowered our clientele with was the ability to really transform their call center operations from calling to two-way texting call centers. And man, did that change the way they were doing customer support. Because when they're not taking your calls, they're reading their text messages, and they're replying to you. So you better have some trained staff ready to go with how you're going to extend customer support. And that happened for us. You know, what? Uh, of course, what most people don't know is that you and I have been friends since 1985, back to the school days at Baylor. Uh, so I know you pretty well, obviously. And, uh, you know, it was interesting to watch you and your brother Danny walk through this time period together. And what people don't know is that you were, you were in the midst of selling a business. You were in, in the midst of selling a company. So... Emotions all over the place because uh, you, you want things to happen fast. You want things to happen on your time scale. 
But what's interesting is, as I watched doors close, doors open, doors close, it just really came uh, very apparent to me that they, they, God just tapping you on the back saying, just follow my direction, follow my way. And in the literally the most perfect outcome worked out. Well, um, again, as believers, this is where um, don't 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 take credit for God's glory. Yeah, right. Just absolutely lean into that relationship, and just when you're experiencing favor in life, uh, give the glory where it's due. I've said this on so many occasions. My brother and I weren't smart enough <laughs> to have have been strategically making the decisions that was the end result of what happened. We were just navigating what was in front of us right? all along the way. And uh, we left the outcome uh, to the Lord. And we, man, I'll tell you, we, I just look back at that. I just, I, I realized, man, we, we were and continue to just be walking in favor. And uh, it just reinforces for me the importance of uh, just leaning into that with just appreciation and just acknowledging God's faithfulness, man. It's just been awesome. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Mike Cantrell is here with me today. We're talking about what it's like to be a small business owner. This is something uh, new. We're going to start uh, see if I can keep talking, Mike, to come back and uh, join me once a month. And uh, talk a little bit about uh, this, the uh, challenges of being and, and what it takes to be a successful small business owner. You know, there, along with all the changes that happened, I, I think that you would agree that the one change that did occur <laughs> that uh, we look at and go, A, there's no way this is happening. Mm. B, there's no way that this literally could become a permanent situation, even though you don't want, you maybe you, you feel strongly that you don't want to see that happen that way. But it's the, it's the work from home. And I, I got to tell you, I, I sit there, uh, you know, to today and, and look at the number of people who are working from home. It just, it just absolutely amazes me. You know, it, it's a challenge. And see, and for us, we were really scaling up. I mean, here in North Dallas, over at the Providence Towers, we had 10,000 square feet. We had space for 70 yeah, employees. Yeah, I, I want to point out, talking about uh, God's grace, when did, when did you sign that? What was the date that you signed that lease? Yeah. And we're, we're talking about a lot of square foot, uh, square feet. This square was feet. in uh, <laughs> it 19, was right? June of 2019. <laughs> and we, it was a substantial investment. Sure. We did a lot of preparation. We moved in in September. Our staff was fired up. We had really taken our office environment to a whole new level. Our st we were staffing up. The energy there was just amazing. And then, boom, the pandemic hit. And everybody had to go home. And we had to start making these adjustments to remote working. But then there were some principles, Bob, that we had put into practice that assisted with how we would go about managing our team members uh, in a remote environment. So how you're, you're, you're waiting, take us through this process because you're, you're, you're seeing things close down and from what I can remember because it just seems like so long ago. 
and you realize this is this is happening. What was like the first thing that you decision that you thought this is the first decision I have to make? Well, anytime that there's this much data that's involved, you know, for, for us being a software company, we need to make sure that security protocols were intact, and we were able to successfully do that. But then we had to calm our team. And because the reliance on our product increased, we had to deliver. So the key for us was what is a standard practice for many operations, especially with remote workers now, and that's called just your daily stand-ups, right? Let's make sure that we have a standing meeting every morning face-to-face by webcam. Let's make sure we understand what we're going after today and what calls and client calls do we have and things of that nature. And it's a lot of these same practices that you particularly would do face-to-face. Right. But now you're doing it over webinar. But the key, hands down, Bob, was the webcam. Turn the webcams on. Because as you and I well know, there is so much unspoken communication that you can detect just by being able to see faces, eyes, and disposition. Webcams were critical. So I know you're not a big fan of the work at home uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) way of life. We'll say it that way. But, uh, you know, when you you look at something like that and you go, well, got to deal with it. It is what it is. What, what What would your pros and cons be of that arrangement now? Well, um, no doubt I'm old school. Yeah, right? sure. And that, that, that's not good or bad. It's and just, and for us, the way we practice our business, and we refer to it as a business tree, we're very intentional about our culture and our environment right. and, and, and our desire for human flourishing, that our team members' participation in our company not only leads to uh, their ability to contribute to the business model, but because of the culture that we create, we want them to flourish in their personal lives, in their marriages, in their families, and so forth. And now that community, that culture was removed. And some people just didn't adapt to it, Bob. Now, in addition to that, we were heavy users of what we call the uh, the, the, the science of personal profiles. You know, there's a lot of great solutions out there like Culture Index, Predictive Index, and PDP. The solution we use is called uh, Predictive Index. And what you see is that certain character profiles do much better remote working than others. Some people work just as hard or harder and could manage themselves in a remote environment. But some people didn't. And then you combine that with the uncertainty of what was going on with the pandemic as a whole. Now you combine kids coming home from school oh and all of what they yeah. were dealing with in their yeah. home environments. It was over the top for a lot of people, and it was a struggle. And that's why you gotta you got to make sure you do a check-in. I need to see your eyes, and let's just be honest with how we're doing, man. Yeah, I think that it's very, very critical at points like that that employees know that, Hey, you know, we, as, as your management team, we really care about your well-being. And I think, I think there's a lot of, a lot of business owners who miss that. We're human. And you know what? You got to lead with that. Yeah. Right. Because 
Now what we're seeing is the lingering impact of isolation. And there's people that it's are really doing, yeah. struggling with anxiety, depression, things of that nature. We're, we're, seeing, we're seeing the lingering impact of that. And you just got to continue to lean into the relationships, Bob. Yeah, it is. It's a very tough adjustment. You know, as you as you look down the road, do you see this as a permanent change? I know. I, I think it's even. I think it's one of those questions where it's really tough to make the call. Is it something that's permanent or a new way of life? Um, like you said, I, I have many clients who work from home. They love it. Mm-hmm. They're super productive. I mean crazy productive maybe more productive at home than they are because they're very disciplined how to manage your time which is huge and uh then like you said there's some that 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 aren't you know so it it makes me wonder especially as you look at all dallas texas all the buildings all the commercial space all of the leases that are about to come due and it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting. That, that's another topic of discussion yeah, it is. as far as it what is. we think is about to happen. But you know what I think is interesting? I just recently saw the article of all the companies that are bringing their staff back to work. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> the webinar company is telling their people, hey, we're back in the office, right? I'll see you Monday. Uh, I, you know, if you're asking me that question, um, it's a paradigm shift, Bob, and I think that the answer to that is it's probably going to be a hybrid schedule. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It may be two days on or three days on, one day off, and then you can also use work from home as an incentive. Right? Let's right. A, let's accomplish these goals together as a company or as a department, and then we'll work from home on Friday. So you just got to be creative in your leadership. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Mike Cantrell is with me today. We're talking about uh, being a small business owner and at post-COVID environment that we're in. Um, what did you, you know, at, at the, at the let's, let's speak to productivity specifically. What do you, what do, you do about that when, when a, uh, I mean, because you got the legalities, you got, you got all kinds of things that are, that you got to check, check the box. But what do you do when you don't, that you obviously have got somebody working from home they shouldn't, that they're, they're just not going to, not going to flourish? You know, Bob, you got to set expectations. And then what we've found is that you've got to lean into technology. And what I mean by that is we, we use Salesforce as ours, uh, as our CRM, right? So all of your work activity you have to reinforce the requirement of documenting your emails, your calls, um, your, your video recordings. Bob, when I talk about technology and I talk about the use of webinars, interesting enough, what this pandemic revealed to us is actually improve, the improved efficiency of the webinar meeting versus face-to-face. We used to jump on planes and go meet with clients face-to-face and things of that nature, but now different team members in different cities can participate on webinars. And then the other thing that happened, Bob, was being able to record those webinars and be able to share that back to the client. But more importantly, it gave you a managerial Mm -hmm. oversight resource Mm -hmm. that now you can 
watch these webinars and evaluate your people. I, I never would have imagined how much of a, a benefit that would be, but I mean, the answer to the question to manage productivity is you, you got to lean into technology, man. So I guess, and you had the you had the the option of looking at this situation and going, oh, I got to got to do these these uh, Zoom meetings, for lack of a better word, uh, Zoom meetings instead of doing face to face. And I, I know, as well as I know you and, and know your business, you're you are a face to face person. You've always have been, and. What at the point that you realized, okay, this video conferencing thing is, is going to be here to stay. What what kind of preparation did you make for the for your other employees to get them kind of in the game and realize this isn't just about a Zoom meeting. This is that we're doing. We we've, we've really got to do business here. Well, um, this might sound simplistic, and I'm going to go back to another comment I make because I can't tell you the importance of this. We went out and bought. You know, a $60 Logitech nice webcam. Mm -hmm. Right. Dual monitors, right? We needed to get a great setup for them at home. We need to set some expectations so, on what you're wearing and what your background is. And this, you know, and interesting. Let's talk about how we're going to execute these meetings. What are they going to see? What are they going to hear? What's the quality of your microphone? What's the quality of your camera? Let's do some preparation so, work so here. Go, go back. To when you're putting all this together and you're figuring all this out, what did, what point did you come to that you, you thought, yeah, we got We have to work to make sure that our employees are set up the way they come across. I mean, was that just instant when you started thinking about web about uh, Zoom, you know, webinars, or how'd you come to that point? Um, well, first of all, you got to set the example. Right. Right. Um, I guess it was pre you came to that you came to that place probably pretty quick, right? <laughs> Well, you know what? It's kind of a slang. What we see now is, this. listen, churches were faced with the same thing. And now this coined phrase about pajama church, people like to stay at home and watch church right, online right. in their pajamas, right? Well, hey, we're working here. Uh, you wouldn't come. What would you wear to work and, and how would you carry yourself? And those same expectations are there on the webinar. So um, certainly you've got to lead by example and... And one of the, again, Bob, the beautiful thing about recording all these webinar sessions is for me, I would always encourage my people, go back and watch yourself. <laughs> go watch your own webinars. Listen to your pace. Look at your face. What's behind you? What do you have on? And I'll tell you, for most of them, it contributed to them up in their game. Sure. Yeah, man. Okay, let me ask you this. If you had to choose to go back to the way it was versus the way it is today, which one would you choose? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm old school. And yeah. I, I well, personally. Minus, I tell you what, let's still say, minus the work at home, just talk, just talk about the webinars and doing everything virtual and having these meetings that you normally would have hopped on a, on an airplane and gone to another city across the country. You know, buddy, to be honest with you, I think before the pandemic, that was that was days of old, right? As, especially for my industry, because so much of it's tech-driven. But the other thing is, there's team members in different cities, and webinars allowed you to bring them all together. My great, great info. We'll uh, catch up uh, next month. If you got a question for me, please go to the website at prettymoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time. Keep the faith and have a great rest of the day.
That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money. Prudent.